the Angels land in the 2024 draft and who should they select? Let's talk about it. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Sirius XM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you want to help out the Super Halo Bros for all the Angel content this offseason, you can do a couple of things. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. We love five stars. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you are not subscribed yet, well, what are you waiting for? Become a Locked On Everydayer and subscribe to the show. And whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's the best way to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's show is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, uh, create an account, use our promo code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Happy Monday to you, and thanks for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, it's our second season here at Locked On Angels, and it's a pleasure, a privilege to be talking Angels baseball every Monday through Friday, right here on Locked On Angels. We hope that you're an everydayer with us and get into the conversation on today's show. We're looking at the 2024 draft and potentially who the Halos could pick in that draft and taking a look at some Halos who were in the postseason or currently in the postseason, which ones we'd like to have back. But Mike, first, over the weekend, Friday actually, we got the fantastic news from the Stassi family. We found out what happened this past season and it looks like better days are ahead for Max Stassi and his wife, Gabrielle. Uh, why don't you talk about that? Yeah, a lot of questions about Max and what happened to him this year. We know he was battling with some injuries, but there was this private family matter that really wasn't discussed, talked about, and I appreciate that it was private and they honored Max Stassi. Well, we found out on Friday, Gabrielle Stassi uh, posted this on Instagram. She said, uh, a force to be reckoned with. Our son, Jackson Turner Stassi, is here. Jack's arrived Three months early on April 16th, weighing one and a half pounds. Yes, you read that right. And he has our hearts forever. We have faith that our guy who has more resilience in one of his tiny crooked pinkies than Max and I have in our whole bodies will do anything he sets his mind to. In his first few months of life, he's battled pneumonia, blood infections, a brain bleed, collapsing Mm. lungs, cracked rib, Mm. bone disease, airway scarring and countless pokes and prods of medications and procedures etc 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 and through it all across four hospital transfers he remains the same old strong-willed and playful self max and i are grateful for the thoughts prayers and positive energy sent our family's way we're on day 187 of our NICU journey 214 if you count the five or sorry the four weeks we spent in the uh the after birth labor and we can't freaking wait to bring Jackson home. And so the word is that they are able to bring him home. It sounds like they're, they're moving in that direction. And this is why he's been out for all of the year. And gosh, what a good reason to be out and to be with his family and to be with his wife and to be with his son. So we are are certainly praying for the Stassi family, but Johnny, do you think that with this good news, it also might mean, and this is so secondary to life issues. Sure. But do you think that it might mean that we get a full season of maximum maximum Stassi next season? 
Maximum Stasi engaged. <laughs> yeah, you know, Mike, I, I it's it's tricky. I mean, it really depends on how these next six months are going to go for them mm-hmm. and their little boy. I mean, I love I love Jack's Stasi. Yes, and Max Stasi. By the yeah. way, yeah, that's a baseball uh, name right there. <laughs> gosh, dude, you're, just the everything that you were reading through that, like I I started to well up. Yeah, a little bit. Just that poor little guy. Right, and uh, it just makes so much sense for why the Stassi family would want, <clears throat> man, choking up, uh, why they would want to keep it private and also why, you know, he had to take the time away from baseball. There are just right. so many things bigger than baseball. And, uh, I, you know, it, it really depends on where the baby is and where they are as parents. And if Max feels like it's a good idea to get back out there and play again, and, and and purely speaking from the sports side of things, sure. If we were to roll with perhaps Logan O'Hoppy and maybe Matt Thice, I think we'd be okay. I really do want to see Max Stassi back with the team again from a sports side of things because I think he works really well with the young pitchers. But again, if 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 they're not able to get back or if he's not able to get back to play next season. I, I think I understand why. I think right. that would be very reasonable, very, very uh, understanding in this sentiment. My, I'm reminded of uh, our nephew Luke and our sister-in-law Tiffany. Not your wife, Tiffany. Our my other sister-in-law, Tiffany. We like to make it complicated in our family. Yeah, that's right. That's right. My wife's name is Abby. Your daughter's name is Abby. It's yep. it's just it's lots of fun. Uh, just Luke uh, was an early arrival as well, and. Gosh, for as difficult as that was on Tiff and our brother Jeff and the family and us, um, that is a it was a much shorter stay for Tiffany and Luke than than this ordeal. Yeah, with with Max Stassi and his wife and their son Jax, and just reading all of that, just I'm gutted. Yeah, and uh, it yeah. Um, so I am so happy that they have been able to see that through and get through this trial and I know that there are better days ahead. Um, still seems like there's difficulties yes. ahead, you know, in recovery and everything. But um, yeah, I mean, again, going back to the baseball side and we're baseball shows, so we're sure. going to talk about that side of things. Sure. But I think that we are all saying this under the blanket of, yeah, the, <laughs> this is way less important than yep. him being there with his family. I would really like to see Stassi back, especially to back up Ohapi. What are your thoughts on the matter? I wonder if the struggle with some of the pitchers this year had to do with not having a veteran like Stassi on this roster and oh, behind the plate. Oh, for sure. I mean, he knows them really well, uh, especially the way he's handled guys like Detmers and Sandoval the last yeah. two years. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's a big factor, absolutely. I think his presence changes things. I think that his wisdom will be really helpful for Logan O'Hoppy and perhaps even Matt Theiss behind the plate, depending on what they want to do behind the plate. And I also think that he brings some knowledge to O'Hoppy specifically, who was great offensively. But as we shared uh, late last week, there are some defensive stats that need to be improved in 2024. Definitely. And and certainly if he's going to play every day, they need to improve so that he can be not just great as a bat, but also great behind the plate. It's, it's an interesting thought to consider three catchers on this roster because Matt Theis could back up at first base, right? Sure. And, and that lefty uh, bat, it, he's got some power. And so he could be a great pinch hitter. 
Um, I, I wonder if Shohei doesn't resign and we have that open DH spot. I wonder if that's how they would use these three guys and they mm. would have somebody like a Logan Ohapi DHing with maybe Stassi catching or Thice catching or vice vice versa, right? And then obviously you can rotate in a Mike Trout because they're not all going to play every single day. But there are some intriguing options with these three players. I think if I had a had a preference, I would rather see Stassi be the backup and have Ohapi of course, oh, 100%. starter. Yeah, and 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 I, I, but I don't think we lose too much with Thice because I think he really improved. I think they have to do something with him because he is out of options, and so they would have yeah. to figure out how they're going to have him on this roster. But I think as a backup first baseman, as a backup catcher, and as somebody who can rotate into that DH slot, that is outside of if they don't resign Shohei Otani, I think that that's a great option for him. But having Stassi in this clubhouse and in the dugout, and of course. When it when the pitchers are really struggling to pull somebody like Sandoval aside or Detmers aside to reinforce some of the things that they've been working on and to say to them like you've got this I think his veteran experience was sorely missed on this team especially for that starting rotation and even the bullpen Johnny I think that with this bullpen mm -hmm. being uh, kind of a makeshift bullpen and bringing in some of those young guys I think Stassi's presence on this team is definitely needed for 2024 man why do we have to start with the with the heavy topic <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah um I I think you bring up some interesting points and and again if we had our choice so Hoppy of course is starting Max Stassi is backing him up then you do everything you can to keep Ohapi's bat in the lineup so if he does need a day off uh, of his feet and his knees behind the dish, then he can DH, which would be great to see him. I mean, he's just got so much pop in that bat. Right. And uh, is a really clutch performer as well. So I would love to see Ohapi get some more reps in 2024. And I'd, I'd love to see Stassi back in 2024. We'll see. You know, I mean, sure. it's I don't, I don't think there's any uh, rush to get him back in terms of like him dealing with this with this issue and uh he he's got one more year left on mm -hmm. his deal with the halos that's this year um so whether he plays that out or not we'll we'll see uh but it'll be something to stay tuned for and of course we'll have that information for you here on Locked On Angels. Hey coming up on Locked On Angels, who should the Halos take in the 2024 draft? Well, we've got a few ideas and where they might end up in the draft, so we'll talk about all of that coming right up. Locked on Angels is brought to you by Game Time. You know, Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind when you make purchases for wherever you want to go, whatever ticket you want to get. They they help you to see where you're going to go before you buy it. They, you know where you're sitting. There's no confusion about that. And then they have all-in pricing right up front. So you know that you're getting a great deal without any hidden fees. And then when you're buying your tickets, it's really simple. Two taps and you're set. And then it gets sent to your phone, not your emails. You're not digging through all of your emails. GameTime is obsessed with finding ways to help save you money on tickets. They have deals right up until the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, there's some last minute tickets that are available. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals for tickets for any type of event. And with zone deals, you get to pick the section. GameTime picks the seats and there's an average savings of about 18%. And then they also have something called the 110% uh, difference where you can find tickets and, and, and get your seats. And then if you find some that are in a better section with better seats, game time's going to credit you 110%. So again, 
They're on your they're on your side. They're on your team, and they take all the guesswork out of buying tickets. So download the Game Time app right now. You can create an account. Use our promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. There are some terms that do apply, so check those out. Again, create an account and use our redemption code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers. Make sure you join us every day this week. We got different topics all week long. There's always news with our Halos, even though they're not even in the playoffs. There's always something to talk about. And they, they're like the definition of that song. Let's give them something to talk about. So that's what they're doing for us here on Locked On Angels. So we're here every Monday through Friday. Join us every single weekday. We'd love to have you on as a Locked On Every Day, or of course you can give us a follow at Locked On Angels on Twitter, at Super Halo Rose on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you there and get in our comments on YouTube. That's the best way to reach out to us and get in on the conversation from today's episode. Johnny, there was a lot of former Angels who were playing or are currently playing in October. Here's the list. Milwaukee Brewers had Holby Milner. Of course, the Phillies have Brandon Marsh. Milwaukee also had Elvis Peguero. Rysel Iglesias with the Braves. Chris Davinsky with the Rays. Andrew Haney with the Texas Rangers. Jesse Chavez with Atlanta. He only plays well when he's in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, I know. Good grief. Martin Maldonado with the Astros. Uh, Chris Stratton with the Texas Rangers, Kirby Yates with Atlanta, Jacob Webb. I still can't believe that we let that guy go. He was with the Orioles, uh, Ryan Brazier with the Dodgers, and Kyle Bradish with the Baltimore Orioles. A lot of really interesting names there, some good names, Johnny. Is there any names that you would say, if we could take them back, we would take them back right now? What names would you want back on this Angel team in 2024? Oh, Brandon Marsh, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Philly's Brandon Absolutely. Marsh, the guy who got yes. his swing figured out because – the coaching is 110% better over there. Mike, you know what's funny? I, I know you said Kirby Yates, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, I guess he was on the Angels yes, for like yeah. a minute. A hot, hot and, second. Yep. And it was right before he had his breakout closer uh, dominance with the Mets, right? He was with the Mets. And, uh, yeah, so it's just funny to think, oh, yeah, well, there's another guy who, was, who right. came and went with the Angels. Um, you know, Maldonado's funny because he is just such a part of Astros lore. Now. Yeah. Like he's been on all of these teams. Yeah. And, you know, he's never the primary offensive catcher. But, man, I really think he has a lot to do with why those pitchers are really good in Houston. And you think about uh, Framber Valdez and those guys. I mean, good grief. I think having Maldonado behind the dish. I mean, gosh, when, when we traded for him, which – Funny enough, we actually drafted him. I think in the mid 2000s, the Angels okay. drafted him, mm -hmm. and then he ended up with Milwaukee. We traded for him to get him back. And Mike, I didn't even know the concept of pitch framing until I believe I was reading about the trade on MLB Trade Rumors, and they said, you know, Maldonado's a guy who's really good at something they call pitch framing. Huh. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And huh. Now that's all we ever talk about it's with catchers thing. is pitch framing, but gosh, this is probably six, seven years ago. And uh, so I hadn't even known that was a thing before yeah. we got Maldonado back on this team. How about you? Who do you see on this list? I know Andrew Heaney is your, your very favorite on this list. Uh, <laughs> so, but, but besides Heaney, who would you like to see back, Mike? It's funny that you bring up Heaney because uh, Locked On Every Day or Cope texted me uh, when he pitched this uh, last week in the a ALCS and he goes, Heaney's going to pitch a gym, right? And I said, yeah, it's typically what happens with former Angels. And then after the first inning, he went, well, 
guess we were wrong. And I said, I kind yeah. of enjoy it. I kind of enjoy that a former angel isn't doing that great. I he, love. He, he hasn't changed. Like no, he hasn't. I know he's had success he here and there, but he also had success here and there with the angels every now and then. Cause yes. it was like, Oh man, if he can do that every time, he's going to be great. And yeah. then it was always a stinker the next right. time out. And, right. and that's kind of how his whole career has been even after the angels. Yeah. G- give me Marsh. I mean, obviously I was, ta- I would take Brandon Marsh, but if I'm going to try to be different than you, I- I'm going to take Kyle Bradish. I would love to see what Kyle mm-hmm. Bradish could do in the starting rotation. Imagine him with the the young guys we have and, and a Silseth and a Canning and a Detmers and a Sandoval. I, I think Kyle Bradish probably would have been our ACE uh, this next season. If he's, if he's on our team, um, talk about Martin Maldonado for a moment, what he's doing with the Astros potentially could be what Max Stassi could do for the angels this next season, right? Like just mm. be able to carry some of these young guys and be somebody sure. who can really be solid. Stassi's pitch framing was, was better than any backup that he had, but he still needed to improve there as well. But I just think that his knowledge and his veteran experience is really going to help this team. Like Maldonado has really helped the Astros, although the Astros, they just have, a factory of great players that have come through that I system, know. right? Like I just know. really good players that have come through. Johnny, I look at the name Rysel Iglesias, and I do, yeah. I do miss Rysel. I, I would, I, I would have loved to have been able to keep him. I think that, I think the move was great, and then we were able to get two players because they did trade him and got his, get rid of his contract. I know that we didn't get to keep those other players, but we did get to sign Estevez and and Matt Moore. And and so we really essentially got a two for one deal with those two guys, but it would have been great to be able to see him finish out his career, finish out his contract with the angels. Cause he was a really great closer. And I, th- I think being just in an environment that's really good has been a benefit for him. And also we've seen that with Jesse Chavez being in an environment in Atlanta where it's really good has really helped him to up his game. In fact, all of these former angels, we've seen moments specifically Brendan Marsh, as you mentioned, they're in a, they're in a, a fun winning environment and you're seeing mm-hmm. what happens when that happens. And Brandon Marsh has become a guy who's just a rally guy for the Phillies, right? He's yeah. a guy who stirs it up. He's a guy who gets fired up. He's a guy who's partying in the, uh, in the dugout and also in the clubhouse when they win. And he's just, he's so, he's so good. And he's, this is the Brandon Marsh that we were hoping for that would be partnered with Joe Adele, right? And that these two guys would, be dominating the Angels outfield for years. Now, I don't regret that trade. I think Logan O'Hoppy is fan-freaking-tastic, and I'm glad that he's here. But I would have him back in a heartbeat. I would love to see Rysel back, and I would love to see uh, Kyle Bradish back on this team. You know, it's funny you mentioned Rysel Iglesias just because everybody had the question last season of, gosh, Rysel goes to the Braves, and then he tears it up for the rest of the season. And you and I did a little bit of a deep dive, and a lot of his situations that he was coming into – weren't weren't the closing situations they weren't safe situations they were eighth inning and sometimes they were like low leverage so i think a lot of what happened to ricell in anaheim was the high leverage situations i also think that at the beginning of the season you saw a lot of those bullpen arms get used a ton yeah with joe madden because he had such a quick hook for the starting pitching and and sometimes that was necessary and sometimes we were like what What's he doing? Yeah, let that guy go longer, and so then you do have Rysel Iglesias getting four out saves or six out saves in like May. Yeah, yeah, we were twenty one or twenty seven and seventeen, which was great, but we saw a lot of those arms flame out really early in the season because of how much those arms had to be counted on 
out of the bullpen. And it also speaks, Mike, to the Angels' ability or lack thereof to put together a decent bullpen. I think that yeah. better days are, are ahead for the bullpen. But good grief, man, just for so many years, they have tried to put together piece after piece after piece, and it just hasn't worked out. And bullpen arms are volatile. I think we did have a lot of success this season between Matt Moore and what Carlos Estevez was able to do for most of the season. I know he did kind of flame out there as well. But again, I think a lot of what you saw with Rysel Iglesias kind of fallen apart before he was traded had everything to do with use and and not having a, a supporting cast around him. Because again, he's going out there and working two innings just because there's nobody else who can do it at the end of the day. So I think that's kind of what happened with Rysel Iglesias. I am glad, like you mentioned, how you know, despite the fact that we were all kind of upset that they offloaded that contract, I think they did play it out very well in the sense that, hey, that 30-some-odd million dollars he's owed, um, you can you can put that between two players rather than spending it all on one guy. And I think that really worked out for the Halos uh, in 2023. Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, the postseason is here, if you haven't noticed, and it's been a whole lot of fun to watch. And you can get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you join today, you can get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account and you can get in on all of the action, bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to hang out for the entire game, you can predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. So head over to fanduel.com slash locked on right now. You can step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Love that. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Mike, they changed the rules to the draft in MLB two seasons ago. And so there is now a draft lottery, which yep. is actually kind of exciting because it means that the Halos have a better chance of getting a higher pick than they might have gotten if they had just done the standard, you know, where do you fall in terms of wins and losses. And so let me read yeah. this information here. With CBA regu regulations regarding big market teams, not being able to win the draft lottery in consecutive years, the top six odds for the MLB draft lottery are locked in before the final day of the season. And here's what that looks like. The odds, uh, Oakland, Kansas City, and Colorado are in at 16.5%. So that means they could get a top six pick. Uh, Chicago White Sox, 13.2%. St. Louis, 10%. The Angels are locked in at 7.5% at the number one pick. So pretty good odds compared to what everybody else has too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so the fact that they have a small shot at number one, I think is significant. The lowest they could pick is 12, but the odds of that are really minor. So the lowest realistically, like practically, would be somewhere around ninth. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, having, having a pick one through nine, I think the Angels are in pretty good shape when it comes to the draft in 2024. Mike, they've got some potential picks uh, that they could be looking at in 2024. Why don't you talk about those? Yeah, the, the first guy that really is intriguing that's a potential pick 
probably would fa- fall maybe in the middle of the top 10 where the Angels might be is left-handed pitcher Noah Franco, who also is a batter. Uh, this guy huh. is 6'3", 195 pounds. He bats and hits left-handed. He doesn't have a commitment to a college yet uh, as of this recording, and his draft day age would be 18 years old in two months. Gosh, mm. that's so young. I'm so old. Uh, <laughs> Franco, if they, Franco's really been somebody that a lot of people have talked about. He's one of the best two-way players in this class and he probably won't be a two-way player it looks like he'll lean in the 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 direction of being a pitcher he's got a really big physical frame very broad shoulders scouts say he's got a lot of athleticism that plays on both sides of the ball he can play really great defense he can hold his position down really well there's some swing and miss in his game and he's not also afraid to uh throw a lot of pitches and rack up a lot of walks which it's not what we need on the Angels, right. right? Right. But he is somebody that's not afraid to just throw and throw and throw. He he doesn't chase a ton when he's when he's uh, on the mound. He doesn't get a lot of chases, but he does have a lot of swings and misses. He's able to hold on to his uh, his his strengths when he's on the mound. Um, when when he's hitting, he's got a lot of bat sweet, a lot of bat speed. Um, his swings are with some serious intent, according to scouts. He can spray the ball all over the field. He has a little bit of power, and he also is an up-the-middle-to-the-pull-side type of hitter. Um, He's likely limited to first base if he does play in the in the field and it'll be in the Mm. infield. Um, He's kind of mobile shows some quick movement at his position. He's got a lot of, again, athleticism on the bump. He's got a low nineties fastball with an easy athletic mechanic. And he's also somebody who is projected to have that rise to maybe the mid nineties by next summer. He's got a high spin on his slider. Uh, They say he has some teeth on his low eighties sweeper or, you know, kind of a slider, sweeper change um mm-hmm. he also has a feel for the changeup. so that's one of the names that might land where the angels are selecting noah franco johnny tell us about uh joe uh, joey oakley <laughs> joey oakley i love that name right <laughs> so he comes from a kenny centennial high school in iowa six foot three 195 pounds he's a right-handed pitcher uh bats right throws right he's got a commitment to iowa and on draft day he would also be 18 years and two months. They scouts say that he has what they call the loudest stuff hmm. in the entire class. A ton of load in his delivery, a big arm swing before driving down the mound with a whippy near sidearm oh, slot. <laughs> He's already gotten into the mid-90s with his fastball and up to 97 at one point. Life and spin through the zone and plays up thanks to the low launch nature of his release so again think he's got that he's a real tall guy with a almost sidearm delivery uh he could jump into the upper 90s as he continues hmm. to develop that fastball he's got a sweeper mike they say it might be the best pitch in all the prep schools wow uh they, they call it a diabolical pitch with a ton <laughs> of sweep and hard biting action in the mid 80s and projects as a plus pitch He's gotten up to 25 inches of horizontal break this Mm. summer, Mm. and the pitch has insanely high spin rates, 3,000 rotations per minute on that spin rate. Wow. Uh, He's got a feel for a a fading changeup. He throws that hard in the mid-upper 80s, and that projects to be a plus pitch as well. He's got a little bit of command issues, but I feel like you're going to get that with any young pitcher, especially from high school. But it seems like Joey Oki is somebody that a lot of people – 
are are really keen on yeah. at the end of the day. Tell us about Owen Hall. Owen Hall's a right-handed pitcher, 6'3", 185. He bats right, throws right. He's committed to Vanderbilt, and on the day of the draft, he'll be 18 years old, eight months. Uh, everybody's saying that he's a starter. He's got starter traits. He's fluid and athletic in his delivery on the bump. He's got a very lean frame um, and, and plenty of projection, meaning that he could really grow into that. Again, 6'3", 185. His fastball is really explosive with a ton of late life. So think about like letting it go and then as soon as it gets to the plate, it has movement and it can be very deceptive, especially at the top of the zone. And he also has a two-seamer sinker variant at the bottom of the mm. zone. I, I love that. That feels very Marvel uh, variant. Um, throws <laughs> plenty, of, plenty of strikes with his heater, 92 to 95. Uh, he's hit 98 in shorter stints. Um, he's got two breaking balls, a slider cutter hybrid in the mid 80s. And he's also got a curveball in the mid to upper 70s with a lot of depth. And, and and it really looks good. They do say it kind of lacks some bite and convictions at times. I love the words that scholars, or not scholars, but that scouts use when they're yeah. talking about this. Developing a mid-80s splitter, that's really interesting. He's trying to get consistent with that. Johnny, he is another high school arm, another high school player. And when the Angels have drafted the last couple of years, they've taken a lot of college players. Do yeah. you think that the strategy changes because they do need some pitching? but these pitchers are going to have to marinate for a bit, or do you think that the angels would move away from these high school guys and go directly to maybe some college pitchers? What do you think the strategy will be? You know, it's interesting because guys like this, especially when they are committed to a school and they're coming out of high school or prep school, they usually sign at a higher slot than or a, a higher salary than the yes. slot usually offers Yeah, because teams want to entice them to skip college and come play for this team and that's really significant i don't know that the strategy really changes this season with perry manassian i think they surprise us once again because not everybody was looking at shawnowell not everybody was looking at netto yeah. uh, for first picks the last two years and the angels really surprised us i trust perry to do that again not that I wouldn't want to see any of these guys. I really do like the idea of Owen Hall or even Joey Oki because I love the fact that Oki's got that nasty stuff. I think yeah. Owen Hall seems like he's built to be a starting pitcher. That slider-cutter hybrid kind of makes me nervous. It's like you you really want to go with with one pitch there in Decide terms what of you like, want to do. Mm -hmm. yeah, because otherwise it's just a, a soft 80s cutter or you know something just kind of you know moving across Batting the practice snow. fastball yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he develops that one way or the other but i would love to have any of these guys come into the angel system i just think that their strategy the last few years has been let's get as many college re or, uh, mlb ready guys out of college as we can sure and then the, they take them at a higher draft pick but sign are able to sign them under slot they're able to sign them for cheaper than what the slot yeah. uh, stands for so all of that to say i don't think the, the the strategy changes but mike if the angels have a really low draft pick i think you got to go for the best available person sure within that top five like again if, if they end up at like six i mean you gotta go for whoever number six is in the list of yeah. here are the top 10 guys yeah. that need to be drafted. And so I, I do think with the angels having a chance to be so low in the draft that they will take the best player available. I think 
whether it's a college guy or a high school guy. Yeah. I think they got to take advantage of their position right now in terms of having such a low pick. I, I think you're right. I, I do think that also when I look at the list of all the, the potential players, I think that a lot of them looking at where they're coming from, a lot of them are high school guys. So it'll be interesting to see what the angels do if they continue with their same strategy or not. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're here Monday through Friday with all of your Halo content, and you can reach out to us on social media. Johnny, tell them how to do that. Yeah, get at us at Locked On Angels on Twitter, at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that thumbs up button. It helps out Mike and I more than you know. And get into our comments. Let us know what you think of these potential draft picks. Let us know what you uh, think of the former Halos who are now in the playoffs, or at least were in the playoffs at some point. And we'd love to hear your comments regarding that. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Phil Nevin always said that this Halo team really needed to work on their focus. They lacked a lot of focus last season. So how can that change this upcoming season? We're going to share some thoughts with you tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. Oh, sorry. I wasn't focused. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know it. if I'm ready to have that conversation yet. All right, friends. Thanks for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels. Until tomorrow's show, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. We appreciate you very much. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.